Do you wanna play a game? Do you like scary movies? Do you wanna eat some brains? Is your chainsaw arm groovy? How bloodthirsty could a talking plant be? Eat your liver with some fava beans and a nice candy. Come play with us forever, cause down here we all float. I never drink wine, so you're gonna need a bigger boat. Or a throat to choke, whether you're in the prim or dairy. Got red rum where your blood from, put your dead son in the cemetery. It's him or carry, be very afraid. You'll be our number one fan and get carried away. All working, no play, you know it always means you're in trouble, son. I came to chew gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. What if Quint killed Jaws' his father? What if the Bob's body was marijuana? What if the leprechaun got a job as a bank guard? What if the Wolfman had a cowbell instead of Every Nars? scary movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters Had canon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon 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 Welcome to Head Cannon. Tonight we have a couple very special guests. Some of our favorite guests, Kelsey Van Vorst, Mookie Harris. How are you doing this evening? We're great. We're really good. Yeah, it's good to see you. Yeah, yeah too. Yeah. We are uh, coming to you live from fabulous Fishers, Indiana. Mm -hmm. Nice. I've got a bowl of delicious popcorn that I've doctored up with some cinnamon sugar. So Ooh. I'm very happy over here. <laughs> By the way, for those of you who uh, don't know, who might not be familiar with the Indianapolis area, if you watch Parks and Rec, Fishers is pretty much Pawnee. <laughs> And our next door neighbor, Carmel, is Eagleton. Okay. So. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Where they have the porcelain dumpsters. Yes, yes. <laughs> Carmel. Mm -hmm. Nice. What do you guys, and we, we know Mookie and Kelsey, obviously, from comedy sports, primarily comedy sports Indianapolis. And um, how have you guys been doing? What have you been up to lately? Great. Fringe Festival is happening right now. That's so right. So I'm in two shows for that, uh, which is really busy, but it's great. So we just concluded the first weekend, and then it, it runs for three weekends this year. So it, it goes all the way into the first weekend in September. Nice. And I think, talk about the shows you're in, because I think one of them, I think I have a credit, a writer's room credit on one of them, if I'm you not mistaken. You do! You do have so one of the shows that I'm in is uh, a show from a company called Defiance Comedy, mm -hmm. and it's a local okay. sketch group, and uh, we are doing a show called The Ballad of Blade Stallion, <laughs> and it's a spinoff show from a show that we did, you and me, Corey, years and years ago called Spaceship to Nowhere. Yeah, that was, a, that was And Blade fun. Stallion was the villain in that show, so this is a spinoff of his origin story and adventures and it's Play very tough yeah played played by the lovely zach joyce yes <laughs> who um is such a handsome man and wears the shortest shorts the shortest shorts and the shortest shorts <laughs> and watching watching uh seeing all these facebook posts about linda 
ref- his wife referring to him as Space Daddy. Uh, Space. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's Space Daddy. Yeah, it's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, like those shorts on a woman would be called Daisy Dukes. So I guess on him, uh, we call him uh, David Dukes. Is David that, is that, <laughs> no. Wait, is that wrong? Is that, did I say it wrong? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not that kind of show. <laughs> <laughs> It's basically just just birth of a nation in space, right? Yes. 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 Exactly. Oh god. <laughs> but, uh, but that show is going great. Um, it's, I mean, Corey and Brent, you know, this the Defiance does some pretty dumb shit, and it's pretty dumb. Yeah. Yeah. I play a cat. I play a space cat alien creature. Oh, oh. Um, what's your name? Uh, Bando. Bando. Dude, when we when I first read, the, I fell in love with the Bando character, and that was like when we were going through the scripts. I I I I was like pushing for Bando to do more and more because I just love the character. I was like, I was like, you know what? What joke Bando could make here? Bando could make this joke. Well, originally, wasn't that character going to be an owl? It was. It was an owl posing as a space eagle. Yeah, but <laughs> but that that's oh, that's. There were all those jokes about the Raid a space eagle nest and steal the eggs. Yeah, which I think that scene got cut completely, if I'm not mistaken. But it did. Yeah, it did. But but the prison scene is still there, and it's long, and it doesn't add anything to the plot. But it's so good. (laughs) But it's 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 beautiful, man. Yeah, I I don't know if I'll be able to. I want to come down and see that show. Maybe maybe in September. I don't know. Yeah, we've got. Well, the the last Saturday of French, we've got a we've got like an eight forty five. So. Okay. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I might try to make that. <laughs> but yeah. So what uh, else? What have you been up to, Brent? What have what have you been up to since I talked to you yeah. uh, last week? My dog. My my dog is upset like oh. You know like the caps on the toilet? Like that it's you, a were, lift? you know how you hold the, the toilet to on the, the bolts? Yeah, on and the, the little plastic caps, caps though. Yeah. So like the dog has had those a couple times. Like eating then, them? Like, like chewy chewing on them right then tonight we remove the caps and the dog starts scratching at the door to the bathroom and so he's opened the door and she just like sits there in the dark staring at where the caps used to be like crying like like (laughs) for 15 minutes when i came up it happened for like 15 20 minutes the dog was in the bathroom wouldn't leave because she's waiting for the caps to reappear because she wants them. That's so wild. Does, does she just grab onto them and chew on them? Does she, like, yes. play with them? Like, nope, just like, like, like she would, like, a bone, like a chew toy huh. does she, kind of thing. Does she destroy that? Does it hurt the toilet caps? <laughs> no, because we've always rescued them. Okay. Can you, like, go thing- to a hardware store and get some just, just some toilet caps? Right. Yeah. Enable her. Yeah. No. You know what? You know what you need to do. You need to get some of those like uh, the things that you put on the wall to keep the door from banging into it. Put those on there. The ones that are like boing. And put those. So when your dog goes to get it, it, it'll be like boing and scare the shit out of her. Yeah. The same thing will happen when I go to the bathroom. Right. (laughs) Our uh, first apartment that we had when we moved back to Indianapolis, or 
um, we had those little spring door stoppers. And our cat, Guinevere, found out that she could, like, (laughs) and and so, like, uh, that's how she became a dubstep DJ for a short time back in 2013. (laughs) Just loved it. (laughs) Oh, YouTube famous off that. Yeah. She would just sit by the door and wait for the drop. (laughs) <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> that's so well amazing. and you guys were telling us before we started recording and uh anybody who listens to this may be interested and when this episode comes out in like two months it'll probably be old news but you were telling us that comedy sports indianapolis has a new venue yes yeah uh it had been operating and it still is it still will for a while the theater will operate out of um a venue in Avon, Indiana, but now Comedy Sports has its own theater officially again um, on the south side of Indianapolis by um, the University of Indianapolis, or UND as we as we call it. Yeah, it's right off of Shelby Street, which is a main thoroughfare in uh, the south side of Indianapolis. Um, we're inside 465, but not too but far just from barely. it. Um, so, so even, it's it's convenient to get to off of that. Right. So even even closer to Brent, not far from Brent at all. It's true. I'm just looking it up right now to see how far it is from me. <laughs> yeah. It's funny you said that. <laughs> yeah, I'll show that can't be that far at all. It's really not. If you ever been to those um, uh, the the big AMC theater down there off of like South Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not far from there. Okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. That's awesome. Because, I mean, even though, you know, it had been years since I played at comedy sports, man, that was, that was heartbreaking when they lost the theater. That was, that was, yeah. ups- that was sad. Yeah. It, it was one of those things that, uh, we were located right on Massachusetts Avenue, which is a prime theater and bar and entertainment district. Um, it's all old historic buildings. We had a, a historic building that we couldn't do anything with <laughs> to like actually change the structure of. Um, but it was it was nice. Yeah. Um, but the rent was crazy high, and during COVID, the landlord wasn't giving any breaks. No. And we had already been looking to move out. Oh, and parking had gotten to be ridiculous. Um, and like the dynamic of the space had changed not the not the theater itself but the street like where it had been kind of like fun shops and restaurants and then um like it slowly started to turn into like college bar strip okay was like popping until 3 a.m and we're trying to be a family-friendly comedy joint you know on most nights so (laughs) yeah like back when you played there like it was kind of a, a cool thing for um kids to get to come downtown with their parents and they'd eat at a one of the restaurants along there and yeah. then come see us uh, and of course you know like people without kids obviously came down there anyway but but it was the kind of thing that uh yeah, you were you were fine with taking your kids down there it seems and like back in the day like, there was more of a balance too of like sure like if you waited long enough you would get those like college crowd people yeah. being joyous and which is fine. Yeah. It's got its, like, I remember being at the bar next door to the old comedy sports, and I think you were there, Mookie, Kelsey, and 
definitely Rick. And this 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 chick got up and was like, she was <laughs> like, she, you know, <laughs> she had a lot of things just going for her. I think. Uh-huh, <laughs> and uh-huh. She turned around and started yelling at these people angrily, and then like as like it's her last point of the evening, and then spun around to the glass door and threw up like all over it. <laughs> Yes! Yes, I remember that. I remember that. Yep. I remember that very clearly. Oh. (laughs) That's amazing. It's definitely got that kind of Bourbon Street vibe now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That's because, man, back in the day, Mass Ave was so, you know, because you, man, especially, like, there were lots of times on Monday night after work, I wouldn't even have anybody to hang out with. I would have no plans. And I would go to Mass Ave Pub. And I would know that like there would be people I know, actors, comedians, yeah. and even if not, Woody would be there, right? Yeah, right. Woody Harrelson. And yeah. like, everyone knew your name. What's he's that? He's still there. He is. He's still there. He's still there. Who the is? The ghost of Woody is. Yeah, the ghost of Woody is. The still ghost. Of, oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I thought you meant they like put his body back in there or something. But no, yep, that yep. is what they did they, that too. They, they just propped him up. He's actually, you know how. <laughs> Probably you should cut this out of this podcast because no. it's not like um, steak restaurants have like moose heads like stuffed on the wall. Yeah, Woody is just like, propped up in a corner. Yeah, that's you know they turned him into like a big mouth Billy Bass. <laughs> yes, <laughs> where he's he's off yeah. Christmas See, shoes. I, you push a button and he just sings Christmas shoes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's the he thing. Did. Yeah, he's a dead he's, dude. Yeah. He's very dead. Yeah. But you, you're not going to say anything so tasteless that Woody wouldn't have approved. So, oh, right. oh god, yeah. no, no, it's true. <laughs> no, I, I took uh, just like mess around with stuff a while back. I, you know, the the rap I do. I'm a doctor. You've mm-hmm. probably heard it. Um, I learned. Yeah. I I took it a while back and I put like a little sketch in front of it. This is after Woody had died. It was kind of like. Woody died like right when I moved up here, like the same week. Uh, like one of the last things I did That's in India. Yeah, <laughs> right. I was getting, I was, yeah, I, yeah. The, the the wouldn't be able to link the evidence to me. Um, right, right. But but literally, like one of the last things I did in Indianapolis was was I went to see Woody in the hospital, and yep. like that was one of the last things I did before I left Indianapolis. And um, but then. So anyway, shortly thereafter, I was like kind of remixing some stuff. And, and uh, so I took that song. I put a little sketch on the beginning where like a doctor is talking to a guy. And I took clips from when Woody was on our podcast, Brent, when he was on Dangerous Explosion. Oh, yeah. I just took okay. audio clips of him and made a little sketch where I was like, uh, you know, I was like, sir, you know, what what brings you to the office today? And he's like, well, I've got these. I just can't stop jerking off or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> Clips, clips of, I'll, I'll drop it in so you, so people can listen yes, to it. Yes. But it's, yeah, it's just like a sketch I made. I don't know. It's just kind of like an, uh, in honor of him. Cause I, I miss the fuck out of that guy, man. You know? Yeah. Like, um, I don't, I, I'm not trying to like shoehorn a segue or anything, <laughs> but like one of my favorite conversations that I ever had with Woody was about the movie we watched. <gasps> Seriously? Oh, really? Oh, oh man. A good segue. Right, please, I think please it's share. Time to start yelling about John Boyd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, like, Woody loved bad movies, and and this is don't get me wrong. This is a terrible movie. Oh. Yeah, but it's 
fun. Yes. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's it's like a, a deep blue sea kind of a shitty <laughs> exactly movie. Exactly what it is. <laughs> Deepest, Wait, bluest. Nice? My hat is you like a shark's fin. No. That was LL Cool LL Cool J. Yeah. Yep. My hand is like a shark's fin. Yup. That. Oh my god. So so anyway, if you haven't figured it out, folks at home, we're talking about 1997's Anaconda. Uh, Modern Sir Mix a Lot did the music for this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, um, I, I'll take credit for, for picking it because I love a campy monster movie, but not like. Well, I do love like a Godzilla or something, but like an actual animal or an actual ooh, like a natural disaster that's like bigger than it's supposed to be. And, yeah. And oh man, so like Anaconda, of course, Deep Blue Sea is a really good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a good one that's just good. Good is Lake Placid. Oh, Lake Placid. That's oh. enough. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen yeah. that. Is that the is that the one Betty White's in? Yes. Okay. But she's not in the sequel. Have okay. you seen it? I've seen clips of it. I don't know if I've seen the whole thing. Okay, so I have to tell you this. Very good. Um, for no apparent reason, it's it's a campy comic monster movie that gets how campy it is. It, it, right. It's in on the joke the whole time. Um, written by David E. Kelly, <laughs> who did... Uh, Ally McBeal. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, Boston Public and like all that stuff. Right. Boston Legal. Boston. No, it's not a school. I think. Oh. Yeah, I can't remember that. Because what's right? his what's his face in Lake Placid? Where also was also in Boston Legal. Oh, maybe that. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. It, it could be that. Uh, but yeah. So it's it. Did he also do Gilmore Girls? I think so. I'm not sure. Yeah. It, it was it was that style of humor though, and oh my god, it's it's just so funny. I <laughs> I can't recommend it enough. I'm sitting we'll the DVD to, right now. You know, I'm gonna make a note to <laughs> to put that on our list. I can't believe that I have never brought that to this. It's <laughs> very good. Oh man, but this movie, I mean, man, you can't. Yeah, it's just, I mean, real, like you said, it's a bad movie, uh, but it's so fun and it's so enjoyable. And as big of a, you know, right wing piece of shit as he is now, the main reason to watch this is for John Voight. I mean, absolutely. Jo- he's just, yeah. he's chewing every bit of scenery with his uh. like, his, like Tony Montana in Scarface level, like uh, accent. It's just hilarious. Everything he does is hilarious. It's so weird. Yeah. I kept finding myself forgetting that he wasn't Paraguayan. <laughs> right. Right. Or, yeah. or French or uh, something. Italian. Like it, just, it just kept changing. Yeah. Um, like Nicolas Cage could have maybe done that role, but still not as good no. as John Voight did. It was so funny and amazing. Yeah. I love I love how like when he would do like any sort of like religious ritual thing. It was oh. very blasé. Yeah. Nomina Padre Spiritus Santes. Yeah. After, after no, he was like shuffling a deck of cards, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, 
Like that was actually a, a thing that I enjoyed. Like I, I picture his character having grown up in very strict Christian tradition and, and Catholicism. Um, but now he's like this old jaded asshole and uh, he still like believes in this stuff. It's sacred to him, but he's just like, whatever the fuck. Yeah. <laughs> well, they said, and, and then go back to your mama. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Come on, little babies. Come on, babies. Go back to the mama. <laughs> oh, babies, babies. Go babies, babies. And he kept, I completely he, forgot that Owen Wilson was in this. Yeah. Movie. Owen Wilson. Yeah. Dude, the the cat, the whole cast of this movie, like you've got Jennifer Lopez, like right as she's hitting stardom, Ice Cube doing what he does, uh, Eric Stoltz, who's so he's third build, and he was in the movie for maybe twenty minutes. Yeah. Well, and, so yeah. at this moment, Eric Stoltz was like, he was still like he had just gotten done with things like Pulp Fiction. Yeah, and and so he was doing okay. And like you guys said, like Jennifer Lopez was still like Jenny from the Block. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. So she's established herself in music. She hasn't quite. Yeah. Uh, she 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 used to have a little. She didn't have a lot yet, but she was on her way to a lot. You know. Right. And Ice Cube had done like what? Friday's Brines. Oh yeah yeah. Yeah, well, boy, Boys in the Hood. Yeah, and then did he? Oh yeah. yeah. And then he did oh, Friday. Oh. Friday came trespass. Trespass. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta watch that movie again. <laughs> yeah, and then I think Friday was before. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Friday came out before '97. But yeah, it was all. It's all. It was all right around the same time. 95. Like he was kind of coming into his own too. Um, and and where was Owen Wilson in '97? Because I get the feeling from this movie. That, I think well he had done some West some of Wes Anderson stuff had come out right hadn't Bottle Rocket come out by then and uh, maybe it was it was right around the it was right right around the time he started you started seeing him and everything but he wasn't famous yet I yeah he wasn't he wasn't anybody I don't think was he right. supposed to be at this time like sexy was I supposed to believe that he was sexy <laughs> in this movie yeah. I don't like, know. I didn't buy what he was selling. Right, right. And, uh, well, what about what about the uh, what about Mobius in Loki? How how do you feel about that? I don't. I think you know, I think Salt and Pepper. Uh, uh, Owen Wilson is sexy, but this this asshole was not yeah. sexy at all. Well, and and I think I, I thought it'd be funny if like after he gets eaten by the anaconda. There's that scene where it shows him underwater, and you can see like the imprint of his oh body. Yeah. If they had just like really, like really intricately done his nose, <laughs> his the, broken nose, thing, I think that would have been really like cartoony, even like oh, absolutely. Wait, or it. but but for some reason you like see the imprint on the snake's belly, and it's like Luke Wilson's face, and you're like you're like wait a minute, what, why, no. why? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think what. What was Luke Wilson's big break? I thought it was like that Bottle Rocket movie. Yeah, because he he did was like, yeah, yeah, like that was the indie thing that really put him, uh, like, got him attention in Hollywood. Yeah, but it wasn't like a big commercial success that made him a household name. Yeah, one. I feel like it was really the Royal Tenenbaums in two thousand one 
where because I love that movie and that was the first Wes Anderson movie where I that like I maybe the first one I saw um, but still probably my I just love that movie so much and I don't know. Maybe I knew who the Wilson brothers were before them, but I don't know if I did. And then after that, Owen was just like in comedy after comedy, like everything yeah. Ben Stiller did. Owen yep. Wilson was also in, you know? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but he was, his character had a weird, like out of all of the characters, you really liked his character. You liked him and his relationship with uh, Carrie were her character, Denise. Yeah. And then I had like such a huge crush on her when this movie came out. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, because I think she was... What else did she... She did Sliders and... Um... She was on Beverly Hills 90210 for a while. Oh, was she? Okay, yeah. Yeah. But I know her from MTV's Remote Control. Oh, okay. really? <laughs> Do you remember that show? No, I don't. So this was like... Uh, really early 90s? Yeah. Late 80s, early 90s. Um, so the, she was the, younger in that than she was in Anaconda? Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and she was like, like, I don't know. She was probably like very early 20s on mm. that. She was like the Vanna White on this game show that MTV had put together. Okay. Where um, the whole thing took place in this guy's basement. That was the, the like the conceit. So the contestants were in three lazy boy chairs uh, answering quiz show questions and at the end of each round, whoever was in last place, their lazy boy would just like get sucked through the wall behind him, like. <laughs> right. That. Yeah, that that sounds like an MTV show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Colin Quinn got his start on there too. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh really? But but yeah, she was just like the, uh, I like the Vanna White kind of thing. Really. But, Let's, but see, yeah, but like, I I I, I so think. Cute. Probably, I think the first thing I know her from is the movie Thinner, based off yes, the scene where yes, she, yes, right. she, yeah. she she plays she plays like the Romani woman who she like. I remember the scene so she like pulls her dress up to like show the like let the guy peek at her panties and then she like flips him off. She's just <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's probably the yes. first thing I remember her from. I was just looking at the IMDb for Anaconda and there is a credited actor who plays the Anaconda. I saw, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. Frank Welker was the, Frank Anac- Welker? Was the Anaconda. Yeah. They built like a 40 foot voice. animatronic for that thing. Yeah. Yes. It was I the voice. Too. Because that snake had a voice. No, yeah, that snake talked. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the and the fact that I I read it was like a thousand oh, no a hundred thousand dollars per second for CGI on the snake. I saw that too. I was like, are you kidding me? It looked so bad. It it, <laughs> it was awful. And they also changed the pupils on it. Like anacondas don't have like those diamond shape or the slit pupils. Oh, really? Because in, because in snakes, and I knew this because I'm a science nerd. Snakes, <laughs> the only snakes that have the diamond shape or the slit pupils are venomous snakes. Right. And yeah. stricter snakes have um like just like regular circle pupils. But they gave the anaconda like slit pupils to make it look more Even scary, more menacing. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I think in that same trivia, they said they did that for Jaws. Right. Yeah, really? Yeah, they, yeah, they made the eyes black. 
Huh. That's interesting. Oh, there's a cat. Oh, what are its pupils like? Oh, you know, you know what animals have the weirdest pupils? Goats. Goats. Fucking yes. goats. Yes. They're squares. <laughs> They're yeah. so weird. <laughs> what? They're goats so weird. The weirdest and you know what else? So they're they're like rectangles. Uh, uh-huh. to to like so they get like a, a view of the horizon, right? But then as they as they tilt their heads down to chew on the grass, their eyes rotate. So the rectangles are always like pointed at the horizon. They're, I hate it. They're fucking weird. Goat eyes are yeah. weird. <laughs> goats are weird. What the hell? Yeah, next time you come to Connor Prairie, take a look at a goat. No, I will not. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stare them in the eye, Mookie. They'll take your soul. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But man, uh, yeah, like, and then we didn't even min- mention uh, Danny Trejo in the beginning of this movie. Oh, <laughs> I love that. I didn't know that when I was little and saw this movie. Yeah. yeah so early. Early on in the movie, I wanted to see more of Danny Trejo. I love that, like, his character doesn't even have a name. Nope. (laughs) He's billed as, like, what, like, mercenary or something like that? And IMDb, it's Poacher. Poacher. Poacher, poacher, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like something, and he experiences something so horrific that he just, like, offs himself. Yeah. Right? I was was like... Did he have no other options? He really didn't. Could have used the gun. <laughs> right, try to shoot the snake. I mean, later on, they ran. They they, they 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 loot his ship, and it's got stuff to destroy said anaconda. That's right. true. true. Why didn't he use the dynamite? He immediately gives up and is like, "I'm out." Well, excuse me. Is is that real dynamite? Oh, when he has that, when that real dynamite, no. It's yeah. <laughs> I packed fake dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Owen, that's that's what I was saying earlier. Like Owen Wilson's character this is for is my so... sketch comedy group. <laughs> it's a prop. Right. This is yeah, prop dynamite. He's, he's gonna go hang out with the tribe. He's got he's got he's, he's got to deal with the tribes people. <laughs> a sketch comedy. It's like the fuse when it finally gets to it. Instead of there being an explosion, just. Every stick, just a flag comes out that says bang. Hey. <laughs> Who knows what's in that black duffel bag he tosses onto the boat. Yeah. There's like yep. rubber banana peels. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Did we ever find out what was in that big box he got? Yeah. It was it, a big was, old gun, wasn't it? Was that where the gun it, was? It was? It was the gun to, like, shoot. Um, it was like a, um, a grappling hook for an anaconda. Oh right! It out and attach to it and be like, yes. okay. Full of wire or something. Okay. Yeah. Well, here, let me yeah. let me ask you guys this because I maybe you can explain this to me. What what was the plan? Like why why did Mateo pretend to be a boat captain? Why did John Voight pretend to be stranded on a boat? What what was their plan? Because I don't know. That's because they had a boat. They had a boat. They had a boat. Were they just needing other people (laughs) to go along with the idea? Like, did he need them as bait? Do you think that was the whole thing? Maybe. Maybe. That's a good idea. Yeah. Like, one line would have told us that. Right. Right. Like, we saw the newspaper clipping where the... I call them Smoke Show Mateo because, (laughs) boy... 
He was oiled up. He was oiled up. He, he's very oily. The whole movie, this yeah. This movie was pretty sad when he got off. Oh, Man. I believe it. It, it was like... But uh, you're right. There should have been a scene with, with John Voight and Mateo. Like, he's like, you got to go pee, right? You have to pee, like, right now? Yeah. And they go pee off the side of the boat. You and know? just and, and like, just oil each other we're gonna, up. You're going to pour monkey blood. Oh, yeah. The one with the, yeah. <laughs> over that one and this one. <laughs> yeah, because Mateo, Mateo was like, uh, I imagine him like getting off, you know, getting off set like groundskeeper Willie, like grease me up, woman. <laughs> yes, like, yes. He was constantly shirtless and like looked like he was just doused in baby oil, <laughs> which wouldn't have been a bad thing like like it wouldn't have (laughs) it wouldn't have like stood out if it wasn't for the fact that everyone around him was not that greasy and they were too they were clean right they were there was a moment when when ice cube was like he's like walking through the the river with the camera yeah and then he gets on the boat and they go down into the hall and his shoes and socks are completely clean (laughs) yeah Right, yeah. You just walk okay. through the muddy Amazon River. Right, yeah. Those characters uh, were in water so much during this movie. And they never stood around on the boat wet. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, just immediately yep. dry. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And the actor sweating. Like, yeah. Like, like the the guy who played the butler in like Richie Rich. I yes, I was just thinking about him. The uh, Jonathan Hyde. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Jonathan Hyde. Yeah. He was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I really like that character because you can see a whole history with that character where he was like a respected uh, uh, archaeologist or not archaeologist. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Documentarian. Like, Nature. Yeah, like a David Attenborough kind of. Person. Yeah, like, and he yeah. went, he like went out in nature and was like doing this rugged shit. And then, as he got more successful and more wealthy, he he like got away from that life, and now he's accustomed to like posh things and his his expensive wine. And he, oh no, I don't, I don't go in the water. I don't dirty myself, you know. And then, yeah. and then I love at the end. Well, one thing I do like about this movie is I like how combative. He is with Ice Cube in the beginning, and yeah. then oh, and then they're buddies. Yeah. They like grow to respect each other and like each other over their common hatred for John Voight. And yeah. and, and he's you can like, take us back to civilization. Take us back, yeah. Fancy linens, and he's like, yeah, I just want the playoffs and a six pack. <laughs> yeah, and cell phones and LA traffic. Oh, he said, he said, oh wait. <laughs> Yeah, but but I, I really like that Jonathan Hyde, like his character at the end, you can kind of see like the dude he once was, right? And he's like, there's something more to him than this like sheltered, posh, uh, right. uh you know, cartoon. Car- yeah, yeah. It, 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 his character changes at the end, though, before he dies. Not the end of the movie, but when he's before he dies. Yeah. You know, he's then like, he's then, he's the riverboat captain. Yeah. He's looking real disheveled, you know? Yeah. He's like, getting shit done. He's even climbing he, rocks and shit. Climbing the waterfall? Yeah. 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 Oh, well, and, and he's, he's instrumental to their scene when they knock John Voight out because yeah. 
Because when Jennifer Lopez goes in there to seduce him, I was like, who would fall? No one's going to fall for this. Like, right. why? Why would you be seducing this guy right now? And right. then and then Ice Cube comes in like he's going to clock the guy. And I was like, no. But he starts seducing him. He's yep. <laughs> Ice Cube yep. starts seducing him. Yep. He's like, you ever he- watch the playoff games with a six pack of beer? <laughs> He's like, he's like, hey, fuck the police, you know, but, (laughs) but then, so I was like, I was like, this plan is so stupid. Why did they think it would work? But then Westridge comes up and hits him from through the window. And I was like, oh, okay. That was unexpected. You know? Yes. Yeah. He saved them. That was the best. Uh, While we're on their relationship, I I really like the fact that, um, like, while Jonathan Hyde's character might come off a little cartoonish at the beginning, and uh, he's he's that archetype, like yeah. the minute he opens his mouth, you're like, oh. we know who this guy is on in this team, right? Yeah. Ice Cube's Danny is never the black guy, like he's he's not the Chris Tucker, he's not the. Um, like we were watching a preview for something, uh, a trailer from a movie back in two thousand one, that was sadly John Hughes's last movie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Called uh, Just Visiting. Now think of all the things that Just Visiting could be. Right. Where did it take place? <laughs> I've. It sounds like maybe at like the uh, in the house of a of a wealthy white family. Okay. Jail. Like Monopoly. Jail. Yeah, 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 like just visiting like in Monopoly or like a hospital. No, the story is Jean Renault is a nobleman in the 1100s who time travels to Chicago in the 2000s and... What? And and so like you're seeing in the trailer, there's this, this montage of all this stuff. And then suddenly in the midst of it, we see the only black character who apparently was in this movie just go, damn! And it's like, (laughs) The only reason that character's written in. But I found out part of why um, why I think Danny's character um, wasn't like that. Did you see who they originally wanted for that role? No. Uh It's Farley. Chris Farley? I saw that too. Yeah. Really? He was too busy with Beverly Hills Ninja and couldn't do it. Thank but God. that that role wasn't written for Ice Cube. Right. They Ooh. stuck some stuff in there, like his first line. His first line, did you yeah. catch that? Today was a good day or something like I... that. Wasn't it? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, damn. I did not catch that. I want you to deliver the line, um, it was a good day. But I'm gonna be Ice Cube, so go. It was a good day. Yeah, the- his mouth oh, keeps good. going, and I'm like, "What was the original line?" Oh, they dubbed it over. Uh huh. Oh. Like. If you go back and watch it, it looks like he's saying something else. I'll have to look. That's I'm man. I didn't catch that. That's a great. I mean, that's a great uh, Easter egg for to you know to, yeah. throw, to throw him for an Ice Cube line. Yeah. <laughs> did, well, I wonder if the closed caption tells us. Ooh, oh, I don't know. Did Did you see? I, this has been this is old. I saw it uh, quite a while ago. But they 
somebody like took all the clues in that song and figured out what day Ice Cube was probably talking about that was a good yes. day. Yeah. Yes, because like the Goodyear blimp would have been there for the Super Bowl or the Olympics or something like that. Like, right. They were like, what teams were playing that day? When would that have been that fit this kind of weather on this kind of day? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Would there also be a religious tie-in with a day that you would cook a breakfast with no hog? <laughs> Maybe. Possibly. Ooh. I know that like um, that got into a lot of rap lyrics in the early 90s, late 80s. Like, I remember De La Soul rapping about um, uh, oh, Three Feet High and Rising. I don't eat no ham and eggs because they're high in cholesterol. Like, oh, yeah. It was just about you know, the like, black men especially were like dying because of high cholesterol levels. And that message was getting out to the community like, lay off all the bacon. Yeah. And, right. and, who's was showing up in rap songs. Yeah, well, and I and I think that's, it, that's adorable and funny and very <laughs> yes. nice. It's, well, it's and, a wholesome as well. Yeah, right. well, like, and I think because like because Wu Wu Tang like Wu Tang comes to mind as far as like adopting that kind of like uh, oh what's the the three percenter or whatever it is like that like is American Islamic uh, yes, yes kind of like yeah. mis mysticism. Um, I can't, there's a term for it, but yeah, there, there's a, uh, like, I feel like that kind of spirituality, like Islamic, uh, Judaism, you know, kind of that Jewish mysticism all kind of like rolled in to like, uh, rap culture around that time, you know? Yeah. And nation of Islam too. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can uh, I throw another tie in? I recently watched most of, I didn't finish it, but a uh, ghost dog. Oh yeah, I fucking love Ghost Dog. Yeah, the way of the samurai. So it, you saw Ghost, right? <laughs> so the sequel, but there's a dog. No, 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 Kelsey, you have to see. It's it's a Jim Jarmusch movie. It's Forrest. Okay. Whit, it's Forrest Whitaker as like a gangster assassin, but he uh in like in an urban setting, but he he follows the Bushido code. He he like follows the way of the samurai. And this, the, it's like old boy, but in in uh, does it take place in L.A.? I my my guess would be New York somewhere because I because uh, RZA did the soundtrack. I feel like it was, I feel like it was. That's New where York. I made the connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. But but no, it's so good. And there's an assassination earlier in that movie. I won't spoil it. But it's one of the coolest assassinations I've ever seen in a movie. It's really Is it where cool. he's under the house? Yep. <laughs> okay. Ghost dog. Ghost dog. And yeah, there's, there's no actual dog. There's yeah, I don't there may be zero dog. There are lots of pigeons. There are lots uh -huh. of there are lots of pigeons in the movie. Yeah. But maybe no dogs. And the pigeons make clay pots. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like, oh my Yep. Um, I, I had, we had to pause it multiple times to read it, and it mentions 
how anacondas will sometimes regurgitate their food. Yeah, so and that's like that's the, the last line and, of it. And like, and you're like, I huh. wonder if this will be crucial to the plot. <laughs> yeah, which but why? Why? I don't, and I wonder. Yeah. I have to wonder, like so many other things. Like I watched this with my my daughter. My oldest daughter watched this with me. My younger daughter came in for like the second half, and we got to talking about anacondas and like real life versus the movie. And I was like, yes, anacondas are a real thing, but nothing you learned about them in this movie should you should you assume applies to to actual anacondas. No. You know? made sense when it was like dangling from the rafters in the barn in the middle of the end. I was like, that's not possible. When it was on fire at the end, but no part of it was submerged. It was like hovering over the water, like the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I saw a a French documentary behind the scenes for the movie. What? I didn't watch a lot of it because I couldn't understand any of it. (laughs) When they panned out, because I was more interested in the animatronics mm-hmm. and they panned out you know, it was like taking a video of them making the movie and it showed the snake on fire and that's like a robot oh yeah yes. that's straight up like someone's that dude who got the credit is like controlling that thing doing that it looks like a robot <laughs> <laughs> right I saw something in the, the, the trivia that I think it was this scene at the bridge that they're blowing up with the baby snakes. Uh, Babies! Remember when the... What happened to the snake? Was it when it got shot in the mouth? Like, oh, when it, bit, when, they, it, when it bit its finger? It was like freaking out and just like all over oh. the place. Yeah. There was some point where the animatronic snake yeah. like really... Oh, mal- uh, malfunctioned, yeah. Malfunctioned was like actually like... Ugh. Yes. They just left it in. Okay. Yeah, I heard. I read yeah, I about that. For that, wondering, but it looks flawless. It looks like it was on purpose. I was trying to think, <laughs> like, what? But there are those funny scenes where, like, I don't know, like Ice Cube or like or like the the short haired lady get like smacked with either the tail or the tail oh. whips on a chair, and then like it like it smashes them away. It's it, there's okay. Good cheesiness. So we need to talk about the physics in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so my favorite. My favorite just what the actual fuck moment was when uh, John Boy is tied up to that post. Oh, and yeah. He's sitting, he's sitting on his ass, so his legs are at a 90 degree, and he rockets his ass up to a standing position. It was yeah. a two. <laughs> this just, is 1996. Yeah. You can't do that. Yeah, no. So he's so, for the thigh master, man. Like all over the place back then. <laughs> That's yeah. what it was. John Boyer, like he was, he was powering that 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 boat that got wrecked earlier in the movie. Oh, that's yes. right. Oh, yeah. my God, yes. He was like, he was like, you gotta use the time master to to survive <laughs> to survive the Amazon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my thighs, they're, they're like they're like the jaw strength of the anaconda. Yes, dude, yes. I just, dude. Some of his life, I just love. What he's like, he's like five whiskeys. That's breakfast on the river. <laughs> and somehow his his mouth is in a perpetual frown. Like I don't, I don't know how you get your mouth to do that for a whole movie. Same. 
Like, but he's working that hard. Yeah. It takes your muscles to frown. <laughs> uh, did, did you catch this one? When, like, when we first meet John Voight's character, and he like leaps onto the boat and falls on Owen Wilson. Except when they cut, like, they show him jumping on and hitting Owen Wilson, and then we see the cutaway shot to them on the ground. Owen Wilson is on top. <laughs> no, okay. I didn't catch that. They spun it. It's like it's like he knocked him back and went. <laughs> no, you know the the one mistake I did catch was at the very end of the movie, and I I rewound it to show my daughters was after the it's like all done and they're like leaving the area with the waterfall right where yeah. I think is where Westridge gets killed. The boat is backing up. And you can see the waterfall flowing up. Like, they they just put it in reverse. Yeah. Go back, go back and look. The boat's moving backwards and the waterfall is flowing up. (laughs) Yep. That's so silly. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, my. my... Hey, we need to, we need to film the boat back. Hey, we can just reverse it. Yeah, you know, we've already got this shot just going the other way. (laughs) Yeah. Were we yeah. supposed to believe that John Voight's wink was real? <laughs> was he, was he alive? Really? Oh, was like a mortis? No, 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 no. He was alive. No. Yeah. He was alive just enough to wink. Just to wink. Yeah, I mean, at that point in the movie, you know, is this really the most unbelievable thing in the movie? <laughs> is, that, is, is that John Voight would so, get... But he was so, like, fixated on J-Lo's character. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. three times we're like it's like him staring at her. It's so yeah. creepy. Uh, I, I, I wanna find out now. But I would bet any amount of money that J Lo's recollection of the filming of that movie would be John Voigt was pretty much his character. The yep, whole time I, I, I bet you're correct, yeah. I bet I bet J Lo was like, you know, if I never work with John Voight again, I'm okay with that. That's fine. Yeah, yep. You know. Yep. Maybe not, but probably. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, oh no, I, I think you're right. And there's uh totally unrelated, but I just wanted to mention the um man, the scene where they go down to fix the propeller where where Eric Stoltz gets a wasp in his scuba. <laughs> Where did the wasp come from? <laughs> well, I, I, I think the insinuation is that John Voight put it in the mouthpiece, right? John Voight uh, set him up. Because he mentioned it. Because he, he, he mentioned it when he's tied up. He goes, he said something like, oh, all the things that we saw, even the wasp. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> Jennifer Lopez was like, I know you sabotaged us. You did this, this, and this. And he was like, don't forget about the wasp. <laughs> But, I didn't put that together. Yeah, but but I don't know how Eric Stoltz was like breathing wasp for ten minutes before right. it decided to sting him. Like, you know, right? Where was that hanging out? Yeah, I have no idea. On his whole plan, like I wonder if there were more things that they just didn't uncover that John Boy was like putting wasps and shit, yeah, like he had, putting the, the urethra bug. Yes, like, yes, yes, yes. Or oh no! Yeah, we spent so much time talking about that. 
that should have come to fruition. Yeah. That urethra capture. You know, I, I was curious. I read about that. Apparently, there is that. There's an animal that's a little cat. They call it like a ghost catfish or whatever. Um, right. And I don't think it's a common occurrence, but I read that there was one. There has been a, a confirmed case where that little catfish like swam up in a guy's dick. <laughs> and then right. you have to then you have to tracheotomy <laughs> someone's dick. <laughs> yep. And just put a straw in it. <laughs> you, have to, you have to trach the dick and put a straw in it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh Jesus! But no, I was I was oh. gonna say that scene kind of reminds me of the creature from the Black Lagoon. Where, I was gonna mention this. Oh really? Yeah, like it's. I saw huge parallels. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it's just like where the boat gets stuck and they have to get out in the water to fix the boat. Like, I feel like they they had to have drawn inspiration from yes. the creature from the Black Lagoon when they were making sure. this movie. Agreed. There's no way it's coincidence. Have you guys seen that movie? Kelsey and Moogie? Yes. Uh, yeah. the, when I, when the, I was in the, second grade, favorite... I saw that, and I was scared to death. Yeah. <laughs> it's got my favorite shit in it, and, and my favorite part in that movie is the most horrendous, like, sexist thing, but it is so funny to me, I can't help it. Which part? It's, it's the scene, sure. So, so this there's these master divers, there's a boat captain who's kind of stupid, and there's this beautiful woman. And these master divers are talking about how they're going to go under the water and they're going to fish out the, the creature or just look for like uh, stones or something like that. There's some weird or bones, bones. And there's a scene where the woman, this beautiful woman goes, oh, man, I sure think it's so beautiful down there. I, I wish that little old me could possibly put on the scuba gear and go under the water and, and enjoy just exactly what you men folk do. And the guy, his next line is like, yeah, that would be nice, but that's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, dude, the the passive, like the passive misogyny in that movie. There's another, there's another scene where they get off the boat. They get off the boat onto the land, and the guy's like, "Oh, we got to go check out what happened at this camp. You stay here." Like he tells the woman to stay by the boat. Which, by the way, the creature almost grabs her, so he leaves her there by herself, and she almost gets grabbed. But so they go to check out the tent, and they're like looking at the tent where these guys have been killed. And he's like, he's like, "Hey, wait, where's the woman at?" And it's like, she's, she's by the boat where you fucking left her, man. Like, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. There's also like scenes where it's like a big long pan shot of the boat, and every man has like a giant <laughs> rifle. And then, like, the lady gets to the lady, and she's just, like, shuddering. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. gun. Yeah. yeah. Or or the... Anyway, <laughs> sidebar, yeah. Oh, that's it's, great. It's like, they go out in the woods, like, in Anaconda, when What's-Her-Face and Owen Wilson just go out in the middle of the woods to, like, record sounds. To, to record then, sound, as the kids are calling sounds. it. Yeah. God. She just, like, they're out there for, a, like, they stop for a brief second, and she's like... Hey. Yeah. Oh, and Owen Wilson, the moment before they kiss, he goes, he he goes, oh my god, and it's like, <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah. Although the biggest mosquito on your kid right now. <laughs> <laughs> Although Kelsey, Kelsey, oh that that was the most believable moment of his character for me. Like there. that yeah. was that was yeah. the most. <laughs> did you did you also pick up on? I don't know if it was his choice or a director choice or what, 
but his character can't stop talking with his hands. And everything he thinks, he says with his hands. <laughs> I don't know if I noticed that specifically. I, I feel I want to go. The, there's, there's one scene, especially on the dock, when they're arguing. And, and just watch that scene. Okay. When he decides to like go over to John Boyd's side. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and that—that's the part that turned for his character. I was like, "Well, that doesn't make any fucking sense." Like at all. Even even yeah. for like even if John Voight promised him like half a million dollars or whatever, like, right. come on, no, you know. No. But <laughs> that price that price seemed like super inaccurate to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Especially like I read that some people were like, "Why didn't they just like take the baby snakes and grow them?" <laughs> right. <laughs> They grow quickly. They'll they grow. Baby snakes. Right. They grow to the size of a stretch limo. Like this thing's so it. much easier to get back home. All right. Babies. Yeah. Babies. 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 Know, he's, like, he's like throwing away like seven million dollars. <laughs> Go back to your mamas. Go back to, Go your, back to your mamas. Babies. <laughs> Oh man! Well, there was. We should get on. I gotta. I, we gotta wrap this up. We should get on to headcanon. Yeah. There was one other yes. thing I wanted to mention, which was that John Voight's his tranquilizer gun is the least effective tranquilizer gun in the history of movies because he Correct. shoots the snake in the mouth. It doesn't. Seem- it, wait, 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 wait! It's a crossbow that like a twelve-year-old would buy at the state fair. Correct. <laughs> first Correct. of all. First, first strike against it, yeah. And then, so he shoots the snake in the mouth. It does nothing. And then later in the movie, the first time you think they've killed John Voight is he gets shot with the tranquilizer and they push him in the water. And you're like, okay, he's obviously going to drown now, right? And but, there's like a cut shot of the trank, the yeah. dark, it's like floating in the water. Yeah. Like, but the ice cube's like, oh, it fell out of his back. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, ice ice cube is yeah. like, oh, it fell out of his the back. ER, they're just like, oh, it fell out of his back. Yeah, like, yeah, that's key. Yeah, we got to yeah. put a little line in there. Yeah. So then they couldn't be bothered to tell us about <laughs> the stuff that we needed to know earlier that would have made sense for the story. No. But you need to know the trank fo- because that's how tranquilizers work. If it falls yeah. out of you, if when it falls out of your back, you're up immediately. You immediately yeah, wake you up. You could swim three miles down a river. Oh yeah. Right. Oh, thank God that trank fell out of my back. <laughs> Wait a minute. I just realized it was in the bag with the fake dynamite. Oh, yeah. It's it not was... even. It's a prank. It's a fake. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Fucking prankalizer. I love it. Prankalizer. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> uh, that's my. You know what? That's my new alternative rock pop band. Is prankalizer. Yes. Oh yeah. It's a, that's a very good alt rock band. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my god. All right. Well, does anybody, uh, do you guys have any head cannons? Do you want to go first? Or I, I got can... something to say. Yeah. What's up, Brent? So Eric Stoltz, we don't think we talked about much about him. Yeah. He Whatever is... he got paid. It's too he much. Is so, he is so freaking charming. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. yeah. The dude, he almost dies like a third of the way in the movie. He stays in like a coma for like almost all of it. Yep. And then he still gets Jennifer Lopez at the end. <laughs> right. Right. Like, he has no investment into this bro. relationship. 
And she is smitten with this man the entire time he's like dying in a dirty boat. Yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. I want to see the cut footage of just like the, the, the cam in the cabin when all the shit's going on outside and you hear people screaming and gunshots and he's just laying there peacefully. <laughs> or, or, just, or just like, uh, what, like uh, uh. Yeah. <laughs> falls back asleep. He's like an idiot. <laughs> well, I, I, I got, started to say like, when he signed on, he must have thought he was having a bigger role. But but that's not a role that was cut down. Like, like that was written that way. Yeah. For him to come back at the end as yeah. as the hero. God. Yeah. Well, and I did... Oh, real, I, quick, real quick, before we get to headcanon. Yeah. Because we have to jump back to something you were talking about earlier. The uh, the scroll at the beginning that that tells us about how they sometimes puke up their victims so they can go after something else. Yeah. And you know that that's going to be key to the like the the, uh, the 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 final fight, right? In the movie, yeah. That that scene had to have been the thing that the filmmakers pitched this on, right? Like, oh, that's John right. He's gotta get thrown up. Yeah, and then winks at her. Ah, ah. <laughs> 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 yeah. Hey, Jen. Hey, J Lo. Ah! <laughs> That's a good, good noise. Uh, yeah. I love that so much. Next week, we're covering one of my favorite movies, and uh, probably my favorite zombie movie, 2002's 28 Days Later. So be sure to check that out before next week. And as always, you can follow us on social media on Facebook at Danger Explosion Presents Head Cannon, on Instagram at Head Cannon Pod, on Twitter at Horror Movie Pod, and you can always follow the subreddit r slash Horror Movie Pod. Uh, yeah. I have a Head Cannon. Okay, what's yours? Okay, yeah. Go ahead. Um, so. My theory about John Boy actually being alive is true. He doesn't die. He that he survives somehow. His wake is like he he is alive. Yeah. After it explodes, he crawls out of there, um, and then he gives up a life of snake hunting, <laughs> moves to the moves to the states, picks up a life of treasure hunting, um, specifically for old American documents. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but then he, but then he gets, uh, he loses contact with his son and, and then they both steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> that's, that's beautiful. I love it. Yeah. For, of, of course. Obviously. <laughs> and they pin it up, they pin it up on the, the walls of the riverboat. Yes. On their way back yeah. yeah the, the John Voight in National Treasure. Yeah. It's just an older version. Oh, that's right. He was in that movie. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. <laughs> but so he, he gives up a life of snake hunting and goes to treasure hunting. Yeah, I love, it. I love it. Yeah. Either that, or he becomes the head of a uh, of a secret, you know, Mission Impossible group where they. Yeah. Right. Yes. Right. We were talking earlier. Kelsey's like, what? What? What are some of John Voight's things? And all I could think of was like really old stuff and and just like 
Is Lara Croft's dad? Because yeah. he's actually Angelina Jolie's dad. Right. Yeah. yeah. He was a Mission uh, Impossible uh, for like five minutes. Yeah. 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 Well, and a- apparently. It's it's been a long time since I've seen this movie, but apparently he and Danny Tre- Trejo were both in Heat. Yeah, really. It's been a long time I since I've seen that. Yeah, like a year or two earlier. Yeah, I haven't seen that since the theaters. Yeah, it's been a long time. I recently watched it. I should uh, rewatch it. It's ago. a good. It's, it's a good movie. It holds up well. Yeah, nice. good. It's a very good movie. Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool. yeah. Nice. What about you, Mookie or Brent? You guys got a head cannon? Mine is is uh, it's uh, out of the reality of the movie. Um, my head canon is that this movie got made with all the people who uh, turned down the roles. Okay. So, uh, so our lead character. Uh, I can't remember what her name was. Terry. Terry, mm-hmm. played by Jillian Anderson. Nice, I love it. Um, she's she's going out on this um this film shoot with uh all these people. Now, Luke Wilson, I mean not Luke Wilson. Um, Owen Wilson seems to have been Owen Wilson the whole time. Okay. Okay. But John Voight's character. Take out John Voight. It's gonna be Tommy Lee Jones. Oh my oh, god! Tommy Lee jo- I also I, I heard John Renault was also considered, but no. John Renault, John I, Malkovich. Really? That, that if John Malkovich would be so unhinged. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been fun. So I've got I've got Tommy Lee Jones in there. Nice, I um, like it. The uh, uh, oh, Chris Farley was supposed to. The ghost of Chris Farley. Uh huh. <laughs> Instead yes. of instead of instead of the ghost of Mars, we get the ghost of Chris Farley. <laughs> correct, correct. And then um, uh, the oh the the uh, Wentworth was that? Oh yeah, uh, Tim Curry. Oh, yeah. that would have been yes. yeah. Curry he would have been great in there. Yeah, yeah. Imagine totally. that movie. Just yeah, uh, yeah. That yeah. would have been awesome. <laughs> the fever dream of Anaconda. <laughs> Okay, my my other. Uh, um, have you seen Prey? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, we just it's we good, just did an episode. So we're going it. we're going back and like revisiting old movies and and doing new prequels and sequels and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I want to see a, a sequel to this movie where the baby snakes are brought back. To LA, um, where they get loose in a multiple occupancy building, and and it's like a, you know a, a a bottle movie where like everybody's trapped in a space with with stuff. Yeah, Anaconda is gonna be. <laughs> yeah, yes, I love it. Anaconda, I love it. Yeah, it's just a bunch of yeah. <laughs> like just, a bunch of a bunch of geezers in like a timeshare in Florida. <laughs> yes, yes, I love it. <laughs> nice. What about what about you, Brent? What's your head cannon? <laughs> yeah, I just think it'd be funny if then like they got Samuel Jackson to be like, "There's just too many motherfucking snakes in this motherfucking duplex." <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Oh God, yes. I thought 
Well, I, my initial thought, and then, and then, Corey, you touched on it earlier, and, and I just thought it would be a prequel to Scarface. Okay, nice. But then I thought, okay, yeah, 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 okay. And then I thought, at the end, at the end, the very end of the movie, they, they roll up on the tribe, the actual yeah. tribe they were there to film. Yes. Right. And 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 the, the shaman beats them in a canoe, and and Eric Stoltz translates, you know? And the shaman's like, and Eric Stoltz turns to like JLo and goes off. They want to know where, um, they want to know where their sacred snake is. (laughs) 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 Oh shit. (laughs) And and it ends with this. Oh Oh, man, that would have been a much better ending for the movie. (laughs) Nice. Snake. Where's our warrior snake? <laughs> yeah. All right. The snake was just there to like inhibit colonialism <laughs> and to like keep these indigenous people away from white people as long as they possibly could. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the snakes were actually the hero of the story. You didn't know. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so my headcanon is that because we see you see obviously jennifer lopez shoots one snake in the head and then the snake at the end where ice cube hits it with an axe and is like bitch that's that's obviously a different snake because it hasn't been shot in the head so there are multiple anacondas running around which also explains why the anaconda was trying to devour like so many people within a day like a snake, if it if it swallowed a person, it wouldn't need to eat again for like a month or two, right? Right. So they've they've all got to be different snakes. So my head canon is that the snake swallows Owen Wilson. You see his face under the water. The snake gets back to its home, regurgitates Owen Wilson, <laughs> nurses him back to health, right, and teaches him to like walk again, and then they like. As it's nursing it's like, it's Owen like Wilson, suckling from its snake teeth. it has to suckle from the snake teeth to live, right? And so, like, he uses his weird nose, yeah, <laughs> because his esophagus has been crushed, yeah, right, <laughs> right, yeah. So it's like, yeah, sucking in snake teeth milk through his broken nose, and throughout this rehabilitation period, Owen Wilson and the snake fall in love. So, like, <laughs> so you cut to five years later the snake comes home from a long day of like swallowing people and Owen Wilson is like cooking food. You know, he's got the movie on the TV. He's got the popcorn pop and it's just, yeah, it's just a happily ever after between Owen Wilson's character and the snake. So I love it so much. (laughs) Honey, I made you dinner. Oh man. <laughs> you have such a good Owen Wilson impression. I love it. Oh wow. <laughs> wow. I, I like that your Owen Wilson is sliding into Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, oh. My, my Owen Wilson Jennifer Coolidge is very close. Yeah, the veil there is very thin. That's a thin veil. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh Mookie, Kelsey, is there anything else? We gotta wrap up here. I gotta I gotta get going. But is there yeah. anything you wanna plug, direct people to? This will come out in probably like a month and a half, two months from now, something like that. So, uh, I don't think I've got anything around there that I'd like to plug. Uh, 
I'll be like halfway done with my third semester of grad school. So we'll see how I'm doing then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the only thing I've got that's comparable is, uh, I don't know if you've tried it yet, but the Impossible Whopper is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I've yeah. not tried it. No. <laughs> Might have to take you up on I hear that. Good so <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, I love you both. Thank you guys for being on the show. Uh, thank love you. Every- you. Love you guys. <laughs> thank you, everyone yeah, at home for listening. Do. This has been Head Cannon. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, and what's your name? Just Google me, Woody Rao. Okay, what brings you into my office today? I have no, that's no other place I can go. Well, I'm glad you came in. What do you have going on, medically? Uh, something involving a stick of butter and a broom handle. Okay, what symptoms or problems are you having? Well, when you take that clothes fit off, man, do your clothes. <laughs> you have your penis closed. Oh, yeah, you put it in there so much, it feels like you're being kidney punched by a midget. If you have your penis clothespin, that may be the root of your problem. Can you take the clothespin off your dick? Oh, no, I can't. Okay, um... I don't think they charge you to <laughs> masturbate. Well, no, it's not a matter of... And I should be doing it a lot. Okay, you're gonna have to listen to me if I'm gonna help you. I'm not sure if you really know what I'm doing here, but let me tell you who I am. I'm a doctor. I'll fucking fix your shit. So you shit together for the hell of it. I'm a doctor. I know shit about organs. Fixing everybody so my rep is a sore and I'm a doctor. What the fuck do you know? I'm the smartest in the room. Numero uno. I know about veins. I know about arteries. I know about brains. Frontal and back lobotomies. If you lost your face riding your bike and face planted. I'll take somebody else's face. Make shit transplanted. But from someone who's dead. Never someone with breath. Those who do all call murderers. And they get put to death. But I'm a doctor. I'll fucking fix your shit. So you shit together for the hell of it. I'm a doctor. I know shit about organs. Fixing everybody so my rep is just sore. I need a hundred cc's of doctor shit, please. Shoot it in your knees to cure this disease. I make the cheddar cheese and I'm driving a Bentley. Gently went the way my rent sent me through medical school to get super cool shit. I got shiny instruments and my credence are legit. Pharmaceutical companies always sending me pins. Got so much shit from GE that they bought me a Benz. Cause I'm a doctor. I'll fucking fix your shit. So you sit together for the hell of it. I'm a doctor. I know shit about organs. Fixing everybody so my rep is just sore. When you can show me your vagina, I will not get an erection. Because I'm a professional for your private protection. My thoughts are so pragmatic. My skill is automatic. My mo is systematic. My oath is Hippocratic. I fight germs. I attack bacteria. Shoot a virus in the face. Blow its ass to Siberia. For this job, the criteria is so transparent. Damn it, Tiberius, I told you once I'm not not a cleric, I'm a doctor, I'll fucking fix your shit, so you shit together for the hell of it, I'm a doctor, I know shit about organs, fixing everybody so my rep is just sore, and I'm a doctor, I'll fucking fix your shit, so you shit together for the hell of it, I'm a doctor, I know shit about organs, fixing everybody so my rep is just sore, and I'm a doctor, I'll fucking fix your shit. So you shit together for the hell of it. I'm a doctor. I know shit about organs. Fixing everybody so my rep is just sore and I'm a doctor. I fucking fix your shit. So you shit together. You kids, turn this shit down.